Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is That's a Crime. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, we are back for another exciting crime. This one is exciting. This one is, uh, I think, starts to get into the element of morbidity or, or morbid. It's more morbid. You know, this isn't a crypto crime. I mean, there's no. some, uh, you know, there's some uh, human suffering uh, here going yeah. on. Not a coin thief. No, no. And today we're breaking down the true crime story of the Killer Wright's best-selling crime novel in 2007. Yeah. You know, this is just one of those examples of keep your mouth shut. You know, if I'm sure anybody listening, if you follow enough crime, you will find, and this is a perfect example, people will basically give themselves up. They'll incriminate themselves. They'll say something to someone that they shouldn't. They'll tell something to someone that they shouldn't tell. And they get caught because of their own mouth. Yeah, they often say that killers are someone who's guilty of shoplifting or whatever crime they've committed will return to the scene of the crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. You, you why, why do they do that? I would think as a criminal, <laughs> my number one is to commit the crime. Number two is to not get caught. Yeah. Right? Stay right. out of prison. So keep your mouth shut. Don't write anything to incriminate yourself because, uh, yeah, this is a very interesting tale because this guy is both smart and dumb. Yes. Well, when I was coming up with the name of this episode, Sophia even said, it's like Murder, He Wrote. And I was like, you know what? That should be the subtitle. That's a great title. And it says it all. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah. All right, Sal. So this remarkable case gripped Poland when Christian Bala, a writer of blood-curling fiction, was found guilty of orchestrating the murder of Darius Januszewski and a crime of passion brought on by the suspicion that the victim was sleeping with his ex-wife. I don't even know if we get an answer to that. Do we even find out if he did indeed sleep with his ex-wife? I mean, we'll go along here, but I, I don't think we find that out. I mean, did this guy die for nothing? That's horrible. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. You're right. There are some loose ends or maybe some more detective work to be had, but there's still enough here to bite off and share with our audience. Because when I came across this case, Sal, I was like, this is absolutely stranger than fiction. This is something, uh, you know, the the crime novelist, the horror novelist, the Stephen Kings, this is something they would write about. And yet here we are. This is real life. Yeah. Well, now, Sal, what makes this story even more jaw-dropping is the fact that Bala had gotten away with the crime until he wrote his best-selling crime novel, a muck in which he essentially describes the murder. Another perfect example of uh, killers getting sloppy. What they say is you think that you're invincible. Right. Your, your ego becomes so huge. It's like, they can't touch me. And then you do something that outs yourself. And then there you go. You get busted. And a crime like this is, there's so many things that, that anger me. One is how stupid the killer is. The other is an innocent person most likely murdered. Mm-hmm. Even if he was sleeping with his ex-wife, it's your ex-wife, dude. I mean, you can't yeah. control who your ex-wife <laughs> sleeps with, you know? Great point. So, yeah, so this is a, just a real horrible tragedy all the way around. And did he kill Yanishevsky just to write a story about it? Like, was he always plotting the perfect murder and then he wanted to write a story about it, but he wanted to be a killer and feel what a killer feels like? Like Dexter, you know, because he just had it in his bones. Like, we don't know some of these things, but... It's a crazy story. And part of me, Sal, wants to read Amok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So it, it'll be even more of a bestseller now after we read it. Yeah. So now moving on to the murder of Darius Yanishevsky. 
In 2007, Bala was sentenced to jail for 25 years for planning and committing the murder of Januszewski, who was a Polish small business owner in Wrocław in 2000. Now, Januszewski had been stripped, starved, and tortured before being dumped into the frigid lake. Jason, I'm, I'm marveling at all this stuff this guy did, and he only gets 25 years. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not even done saying what happened to him. Yeah, 25 years, and who knows if that's even the full sentence. You know, people get off early, or they get probation. So his body was dumped into the frigid lake with a noose tied around his neck and his hands bound behind his back. I mean, this guy, Sal, suffered. Jason, there are guys who steal cars and get 25 years. Right. Or have some drugs on them. Yeah. How about what did our uh, our movie theater manager who sold cocaine, didn't she get like some heavy-duty sentence? Now, hopefully that gets knocked down. But yeah, crime isn't fair. Punishments aren't fair. But these are some gruesome details. And I did not know it went that dark when I first jumped in. I was intrigued by what I read up top. But Yanishiski really suffered, Sal, and it's really a shame. Yeah, he did. He suffered needlessly. And Bala is a horrible person. <laughs> yes. Yes. So for three years, the police had failed to solve the murder until Detective Josik Robolowski found some physical clues linking the murder to Bala. Well, yeah, it usually, for you crime lovers, it, it usually takes some really smart person or aware person or observant person or some sort of advocate yeah. to really turn the tide in these cases, especially once cases go cold. There has to be some sort of champion, some sort of hero, and that's who we have here. Yep, Robolowski. So the biggest clue came from the discovery of Inoshevsky's cell phone, which had never previously been found. It turned out that it had been sold online, and now Robolowski had Bala and Yanishevsky connected through phone records. So this is that thing, Sal. Like, if you're Bala and you're this smart guy that did this perfect crime, that got away with it and wrote a book, what the hell are you selling the cell phone online for for a few bucks? Wait, did Bala sell the cell phone? Well, I don't know if he did or didn't, but I'm just making an assumption. It was okay, in his possession so most likely. So by finding the cell phone, they were able to link through call records. Had they never found the cell phone, they wouldn't have known that there was any call records between the two, I guess. Right. And so I read that Robolowski brought on a technician that could, you know, who was good at forensic phones or IT and yeah. was able to find that. Because, you know, this is a few years ago. It's probably not as easy, you know, then as it is now. But yeah, so that was a linkage. And he was like, wait a second. So what was interesting is Robolowski then turned his sights on Bala's first novel. So he's going to the book, Amok, comes out in 2003. And his suspicions were right as he found more clues leading to Bala. Yeah, this is one of those things we see when we watch crime cases. There are these pieces of evidence that only the killer would know. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yes. So all of a sudden you're reading this in a book written by a guy who is a suspect yep. that stuff only the murderer would know. There you go. Man, this guy, talk about uh, you know slitting your own throat. And you know what, Sal? I also think some people kind of want to be caught. Yeah, there's that. There's that. You know? But uh, what's what was the time frame again from the murder to the book to the arrest? 
so 2000 murder happens 2003 the book comes out 2007 he's sentenced so i'm assuming he's caught sometime around then yeah so yeah that's the sequence of events so you know he had time to go write the book that's three years well three years to publish it so and maybe it's always been in his head how maybe he wrote down how he was going to do something and then executed that we don't know yeah 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 yeah. but yeah there are more details that we're not learning about for example if they were able to tie phone records what were their text messages if there were text messages what did they say are there voicemails somewhere on on a hard drive somewhere that we can listen to yeah yeah what was their communication that i'd like to know according to robolowski it was as if bala had written a fictionalized version of the real life killing into his novel using information only the murderer could have known yeah there we go there we go yeah, he's going. Wait a second. This isn't out there. We didn't. We didn't publicize this. The press doesn't know this. And this guy's getting it right on the nose. Yeah, there's many things to consider. One is you want to get caught. Maybe you want to get caught. The other is maybe you're bragging. Yes. You know, yeah. there goes that invincibility. Oh, they can't touch me. I guess we'd have to do an interview with Bala really to to know what his motives were, as far as you know. All the things that he did that led to his own arrest. You know, he incriminated himself. Why did he do that? Did he do it on purpose or was it accidental? Well, someone who can torture someone in this way, Sal, I wouldn't say they make the best decisions always. And who knows what's leading them to make decisions. So putting the book out there, almost flaunting it in their face, yeah, I mean, it speaks volumes. And of course, he makes missteps because he's probably not even thinking they're looking for him anymore. Three years, cold case, who's going to link these things together? But that cell phone was the link to it all, I believe. Yeah, this is... uh... There's a lot I'd like to know. I, I would like to see an interview with Bala. I, w- I would like to get into his inner workings a little bit more and see how this all came about as far as the, from beginning to end, from planning to finally uh, prosecution. Yep. Hey, hey, we cover everything from planning to prosecution. That's what we cover <laughs> on That's a Crime. So the case drew widespread media coverage in Poland and resulted in increased sales of the novel as readers look for clues in the novel to the real-life events of Yanishevsky's death. Interesting. So, Sal, we're seeing a spike in sales as this Mm -hmm. thing was circulating around. Amazing how that works. Yeah, the true crime lovers are, are coming out to play. Exactly. And they want, yeah, and they probably like. Uh, ha- I bet there's like message boards where people are like talking about all the clues and and comparing insight. Yeah, interesting because that you get into the fanship, you get into the fanboy. So prosecutors believe the motive for the killing was tied to jealousy, as we talked about earlier, as Bala had assumed that his estranged wife Stanislava Bala, that's a tongue twister, was having an affair with Yanishevsky. So, Sal, we don't know the timeline of this. Did this start to happen? This affair start to happen when they're a couple? Yeah. You know, maybe that's why there was jealousy. I know we joked about being an ex-wife. At the same time, maybe Yanishevsky took her away from Bala, and that led to this whole thing going into motion. We don't know. And yes, an interview with Bala would be fantastic. Well, also, I'd like to know... Did Yanishevsky and Bala know each other prior? Were they colleagues? Did they know each other from, you know, the gym? I mean, what was the deal? Were they Co-writers. strangers? Yeah, was he were they was he an author as well? Yeah, we don't yeah. know. I always like to know how people met. Well, he was because- a businessman. We know that, small business owner. I doubt okay. they did business together, yeah. but maybe they knew each other. Maybe they knew each other socially, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't know. And yes, it does the book of muck might shed some light on that because if it's 
biographical or, you know, kind of cloaked in that. I wonder how much is in there about these relationships or how much was fiction or in fact, or, you know, I would be interested to read that book though. Wait, hang on, Jason. Speaking of the book, what I'd like to know now in America, they have laws against criminals making money off of their crimes. Mm. So if, if you commit a crime and you go to prison and you write a book, you can't collect royalties on it. There, I remember hearing about that and reading about that in years past. Well, maybe once he was convicted, who knows, right? Initially he was. Okay, yeah. So Polish law, he's making money off a book, but right. then he gets arrested and if they find out you know, the crime and the book, can he continue to make money off of that same book, I wonder? At the same time, he's not sitting there calling the book a true crime story, right? He's not telling the story of no. Yudashevsky with his no, no. name, his likeness, although a judge could probably say, yes, this is the killer and this is how he did it. Yeah, yeah, You're right. They could take all the funds away. Yeah, it did not get into the you know, the revenue of the book. And uh, yeah, Yanishevsky's family should come after Bala, absolutely, for yep. any proceeds, and much like the OJ yes, trial yes, and yes. the Goldman family. So you're right. Absolutely. Good point. I don't well, wait, know. Well, wait. Also, were you going to reference If I Did It? Is that what you were going to say? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, the book. Yes, the OJ book, If I Did It. Which, by the way, I I'm assuming that didn't have any evidence in it that uh, only the killer would know, right? Did OJ didn't incriminate himself? Well, it's an I did read it. It's an interesting book. He, you read the he book? Had, yeah, he has a ghostwriter, and he tells oh, wow. about. He talks about if I was there, and he does share some things, and it, it's almost like a confessional. It's really wow. bizarre read, I got to tell you. But as they were getting ready to put that book out through the court battles, the Goldmans took kind of ownership of that property. And then the proceeds would go to their foundation because he owed them so much money from the civil case. Yes, yes. Okay. But, but again, more complicated. This is yeah. Poland. Who knows how they did it? Yeah. Uh, very different. Well, one thing we know about Poland, uh, you can kill somebody and kind of get a slap on the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. So in 2007, Sal, so back to Bala's in prison, an appeals court ordered a retrial of the case. Now, I don't know where this came from, because to me, all signs are pointing to Bala at this point in time. Yeah. But in December 2008, Bala had a new trial and was again found guilty and continued to serve the 25-year sentence. I wonder what the defense uh, thought yeah. they had to have a new strategy or... No, no, no. That was the... This is the first draft of the book. This is what you got to <laughs> read. Not, not the printed copy. You got to read yeah. the first draft. Yeah, that is crazy. So... What's interesting to me is finding out that Bala was working on a second novel tentatively titled Delerk. Which is Polish for If I Did It. <laughs> nice, exactly. <laughs> so police had found plans on Bala's computer for killing a new victim to tie in with his second novel. Interesting. Yeah, this guy's going full on creep factor. So he wants to be the author who kills. You know what I'm reminded of? Uh, what's that Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Something Crawler, Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler, fantastic. Movie. Yeah, so he would like set up these. Yes, he started events, setting them up. Right? He started to yeah, like dictate the news, and then he would yes. call it in, and then film it. And yep. he had his own partner killed, or he let him get killed. Yeah. Absolutely, good point. Yeah, that's a really good reference. Yeah, so this is one of those things where uh, fact and fiction intertwine. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's like trying to create a cinematic life. Because this guy, I mean, they could make a movie off this guy. Well, I'm getting to that. 
Okay. But before that, I got to say, Sal, if I was Bala's ex-wife's new boyfriend, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be a little concerned. Yes. So now leading to media and what you just brought up, the case was the subject of a 2008 investigative article by David Grant in The New Yorker, Big Time Magazine. Yeah. Well, in 2010, the article was optioned to be made into a movie by Focus Films. That's a big studio as well. Oh, yeah. The film was completed and entitled Dark Crimes, starring Jim Carrey and premiered in 2016. Okay, so it was a movie. It was a movie. Oh, wow. Okay, I got to see that then. And Jim Carrey, hello, I didn't know about this. Obviously, yes. this is what Jim Carrey in a dramatic role, I take it. Yes, this is not comedy. Absolutely. No, no, no. And he did plenty of that, from Man on the Moon to yeah, The Truman yeah. Show to Majestic. Well, Truman Show had some comedic elements. By the way, I love Truman Show. No, I do too. But I'm saying it's more serious. So that's not it. In 2017, Christian Bala's book, Amok, was the inspiration for the feature film of the same name, Amok which premiered that year. So two movies, Sal, okay. spawn from this. Yeah, yeah. We got the book, Amok, yep. and then we have two movies. Yeah, we got we to gotta do a deeper dive into this because there's little rabbit holes in here that you can go down, you know, the ex-wife, the ex-wife's relationship with the boyfriend, the boyfriend's relationship with Bala. You know, there's yep. the, how, how they met, where that started. There's, there's lots of stuff. And then this new plan, did he have a new victim already selected, or was he still selecting his victim because he's creating a plan to kill a new person to tie in with a second novel? That is crazy and creepy. And wouldn't that make the judge say, you know what, let's just keep you in jail. You've already got new plans to kill someone else. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what? When this guy gets out of prison, as the judge, you have to say, you know, you're going on parole, right, into your life. You cannot uh, have Microsoft Word, Final Draft. Yeah. You are not allowed to have any word processing program on your computer whatsoever. No. No, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'd like to see where things are at. So if he went away in 2007, Sal, what, he's been in there 14 years now? Yeah, if, if it's like the American judicial system, give him about another five years to probably be getting out uh, on parole. Uh, yeah, assuming he's up for parole. Otherwise, if he has to do the whole sentence, he's only got 11 more years. And just so you know, Bala is currently 47 years old. So even if he fulfills the 25-year term, he's getting out, you know, 58 years old. Relatively young guy and kind of a warped sense of the world. So Bala does not probably need to reenter society anytime soon. You know, I went through... Uh the the index of serial killers uh i guess about 15 years ago i just went you know studied all of them read up on all of them learning i was yeah, i was learning to prepare for that's a crime and one thing i found interesting and kind of scary is when you follow crimes and namely in this instance killers and then you see the sentences that they got and then you look at the calendar and you're like wait a second uh right. that guy that chopped his roommate's head off He's uh, walking around out there right now. Exactly, yeah. These people, I mean, if you are a complete psychopath, sociopath, you should not be walking around. No. 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 And Bala is of that. He's got a warped sense of reality. He wants to do harm. I mean, he didn't just kill Yanishevsky. He tortured him. Yeah. That yeah. was a Yo, okay. terrible way to die. How about that? Okay, so we would have went maybe a little easier on him, give him 20 years instead, if he would have just shot him in the head and been done right, with it. Right. Yeah. Or maybe a heated argument went too far and he killed him. But he stripped him, starved him, yeah, tortured yeah. him, dumped oh. him in a frozen lake with a noose around his neck and his arms tied behind him. It's a horrible way 
to kill someone. And yes, he should have paid the price much more. Yeah, a crime, a tragedy, a, a creepy. It's got a real creepy factor also. Absolutely. Yeah. But it makes me want to read the book and see the movies because it's just so creepy. I can't even believe it. Like, I really want to see this Jim Carrey movie. Now, I don't think Jim Carrey plays Bala. I think he might even play Roblowski, oh, wow. which would be cool. He's a detective. Yeah. Yes, I'm not yes. sure, but I don't think he's Bala. I'd have to check into that. Or if there is a Bala in this movie, who knows? You know, that's the Dark Crimes is the name of the movie. It could have got a different direction completely. So, hey, that's all I got, Sal. A very interesting episode, interesting crime. I really want to do some more research on it, like always, and come back with something else next time. I like this one a lot. I did. Because we, we've been all over the place. Hell, we've covered so many different things. Why is that, Sal? Because we cover everything from a misdemeanor to a murder. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we've done. I mean, you know, we have not covered a crime like this yet. No, we have not. And that's what I love about this show. There's so many of these stories out there, and some are tougher to cover. Look for some lighter stuff soon, audience, listeners, because we enjoy those episodes just as much. But this one came across our radar, and we just had to cover it. Yeah, you know what? After Lindbergh and after this case, uh, yeah, I think we need to lighten it up on the next one. (laughs) Yeah, look for something much lighter. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to That's a Crime wherever you get your podcast. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on our social media, which is at Just Curious Media. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.